Alright, so welcome yeah. to Overly Opinionated. Welcome. Yo, yo, yo. Free the guys. Yeah. Definitely and free the guys. A big a big uh shout out to the Fallen Kings. Today is a big day, for me at least. Uh we're gonna talk about grief today. Um big rest in peace to my dog D. Today is birthday. Take a shot for him. So Long little dead, man. I done heard a lot of stories about that guy. That's That was a good nigga, for sure. It's an interesting topic that we was just on a second ago, Darian. You said that you don't think you grieve. I don't want to say that because everyone grieves. Uh, it's just in a different way. But I just don't see it as grieving. Mm. Because what I my opinion of, or what I think it looks like, I don't do it. So when I think of grief, I think of breaking down crying and just boo-hooing. But I don't you, do that. I mean, you got have a confirmation bias about that shit, though. Because Savon would identify himself as an atheist, but he's not an actual atheist by definition. He just got a confirmation bias of what an atheist is to him because that's how he feels. So you could be doing something that's grieving, but it's not the actual definition of like, what the world may think is grieving, but you're still doing that shit. It's just in your own way. Like, um, you paint different than somebody yeah. else. Um, But... I'm about to tell you what helped me realize that. So, it's certain things that I do slash did that's, like, still important to me now. So, y'all know I was on the kick of playing Madden a lot. The Madden 22? Yeah. So, normally I only play with the Browns. But when my cousin Luke died, I just became so much better with the Eagles, which was his favorite team. And then he also loves Rod Wave. And, you know, I'll be the first one to say I'm the biggest fan ever of Rod Wave. I fucking hate <laughs> There's no bigger shit. fan than me. I just hate when niggas say that they're a bigger fan. But I feel <laughs> like I don't, that has something to do. I can't, I don't know, can't prove it, but I feel like that has something to do with it. It I'm does. Like, That's the, and I think this is very, this is a very important thing to me. Um, the exact topic that we have right now, the fact that you're not sure whether you grieve or not. Um, I got a good homie. Uh, we'll call him Smitty. He uh, he grew up with D'Anthony. Like, he was basically the big brother to D'Anthony. And I just tapped in with him this week, this past weekend. You know, dog birthday today. So, I just, uh, I just linked up with him this past weekend for the first time since D-Die. And wow. like I've seen him before, but we ain't really chop it up. Chop it up. You feel me? That's and happening. this is one of them niggas that. This is one of them niggas that. He tough, and I don't mean like tough guy persona tough. I'm talking about he not gonna say anything until he beating the shit out of you already, like a real a real nigga. You yeah. feel me? And that nigga shed tears on me, bro. Like. He shed tears on me because he feels like he is missing out on grief. He feels like he has not grieved. He hasn't gotten what he believes he needs to get out. He hasn't got it out. And what I want to remind you and what I reminded him is that grief isn't something that you find. That thing that you think is going to come and you're going to be like, ah, this is grief. I've overcome this. That ain't a thing, dog. This shit ain't going nowhere necessarily. Mm. Like, grief isn't something that you get through. 
grief is something that you live with. And I'm not saying that you live with it every moment. I'm not saying that you cry your eyes out every night. But there will be moments where you have this potent melancholy or this urge to do something in remembrance of something that you don't have anymore. And that is grief. Like, you playing with the Eagles, you finding any joy in that whatsoever is grief. And I don't want you to discount yourself and and believe that you're not going through what you're going through or even see your progress in what you're going through. Like, I wouldn't say it's that. I think um, it's more of a... I don't want to feel like... See... I feel like there's a finish. I used to think there was a finish line with grief. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more of a fear for me. Like, if I grieved, I'm over him. Mm. And mm. I feel like that's mm. fucked up. And I right. don't want that. Right. I don't want to grieve. Right. So, if I feel like I let that out, it's like I moved on. Yeah. And I... That's real as fuck. Right? I don't want that. And uh, the toughest thing about that is, I mean... Every every person sitting right here at this table has lost somebody in some way, shape, or form. And what's crazy as fuck is that like we all came to the realization right after we had lost somebody that, bro, it's still gonna be three o'clock at some point tomorrow. Like the the world not gonna stop revolving, the sun not gonna uh, not come up, the moon isn't isn't not gonna come up. You still gotta go to work, and niggas right. in your everyday life gonna treat it like it's just. A regular it's day and Tuesday. you, it's just Tuesday to them. Nah, bro, I got a bro. I felt the heaviness of a body. Yeah. It's just Tuesday to you though. You yeah. you talking about what you gonna eat for lunch? That fucks with me. Yeah. Because of that same reason that you talking about is that like man, sometimes I catch myself. I ride with the obituary with one of my homies in my in my car, and when I look at it, I I stop. I touch that shit and I be like, man, it's really crazy, dog. Like, all of the the moments that we had, those memories that I can't get back. And sometimes I catch myself feeling like I don't miss you enough. And that shit fuck with me. <sighs> Nigga, fucking preach, dog. Yeah. That is some shit. So I went to therapy specifically for that. Especially because the people that I grieve were very close to me. Like, they were brothers. And the effect that it has on me isn't just the effect that it has on me. Them being so close, I have mothers, stepmothers, sisters, brothers, cousins that we grew very close just from them being my brother. Mm -hmm. And so when I see people hurt and I realize that I don't hurt the same, it makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel like, well, why aren't you sobbing right now? Like, why aren't you having a hard day? Like, how how can it just be Tuesday to you? And they over here hurting, like, you ain't love him right. Like, you don't, you don't respect his name properly. So I completely agree with what both of y'all said about feeling like there's a quota for you. Feeling like you have to, you have to maintain some, some, a level of emotion about it in order to be loyal to that love, to that relationship that you have. But I think us specifically as men and even more specifically as black men, we got to give ourselves the room. We got to give ourselves the space to feel exactly what we feel. Like it is unfair to hold yourself from feeling 
because of what you think that might mean about you. Yeah. Like we have to have the room to feel first. You gotta feel your feelings. You can't examine your feelings until you have them, bro. You gotta go through it. Um, Inky Johnson, he has like one of my favorite quotes. And I'm definitely a head ass because I want to get this shit tatted. Uh, Every man must search his own soul. And when I sit up and I think about this shit, I think of it in every aspect. Like searching my soul as far as who I am as a person. Searching my soul as in the relationships that I feel like I didn't get a chance to heal. Or the grievances that I may be having. And thinking about like the people that I lost. I'd be like, have I really searched my soul in that loss? Like, have I ever really sat down to take the time to be like, damn, this is what we went through. This is what I remember. This is how I feel about it. I've never searched my soul in a way about somebody that I lost. And I feel like it's because of that same reason that Spaz was saying. It's like, I'm afraid that grieving has a finish line. And when I cross that threshold... I don't think I'm going to like that feeling if I was to find out that's the case. I'm afraid of that. You don't want to be free. I don't want to be free. You don't want to be free from that emotional attachment to this person that you love, but... Man. It's hard to be a slave to that shit, man. It's it's hard. It's it's hard to be a slave to some shit that you want. Yeah. It's hard to be a slave to some shit that you want. And I got... Look, man. Like you said, bro. I don't you don't want to. I want that. You don't want to let go of it. You don't want to let go of it, right? But this is something that somebody who I respect them because they are so well off, but they have such real conversations with me. Most of the time, when people are financially set, mm-hmm. everything is surface. Yeah. So when I get anything below the surface from like well-to-do people, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel a connection to that realness. Um, And this woman lost her son to suicide the same way that I lost my brothers. And I was telling her how I didn't want to throw some shit away. I have boxes. I have like three boxes and a bag of some shit that I don't look through. I haven't seen it since four years ago, but I need it. Mm -hmm. And she had just cleaned out her house. After 10 years of not having her son. And I told her, I wish I was as strong as you. Because, you really though? Yeah. I do. Because they are things. And those things are not him. As much of an attachment that I feel to them, they are not the person that I have attachment to. There are things of value in there that I don't want to get rid of. But there's also a lot of stuff that I'm just keeping because it belonged to somebody that I... Yeah had an attachment to and she said to me look Savon it's not gonna bring him back yeah it's like one of those things I've never been so uh, happy about something that oppresses me that's how I look at it is like these possessions that you holding on to it's trapping you it's trapping your heart it's trapping your mind but Darian said he wanna be trapped yeah yeah it's like it's you really don't wanna let it go um but like yeah. she said, bro, this is why I respected it so much because it's such an aggressive thing to say to somebody. But it's so fucking true. Yeah. Like me keeping his shit. I don't I don't make new memories with the nigga. Yeah. Them things not I don't get to see. Yeah. It's a rapper who has a line in a song 
and he like in in the background in the distance he's saying don't take my chain from me because i love this slavery and it's like i really love this slavery as bad as it is for my mental stability like riding around with that obituary that shit don't do anything for me but make me you know want to crash out when i look at it but i can't get rid of that like it's see it's different for me like i have um because i'm scared of the moving on that created the problems in my life so it's like um since my cousin died i have not seen his mom she's tried to see me multiple times but i just can't I'm not ready for it because i'm scared it's going to get to the point like all due respect to you it's just gonna be another tuesday like every tuesday i'm gonna go see you and I feel like that's me moving on in my life. And I'm not ready for that. I'm just not ready. I pushed her off numerous times. She's done called me. I, I just, I can't even stomach to do it. I truly can't. What are you afraid of? Moving on? No, I think it's seeing, even, even when you go to funerals, man, like you have to see so many different sentient beings that are just versions of the person that you just lost. And it's difficult to look at them. It's difficult, but it's church, my nigga. It is church, bro. I couldn't go to the funeral, bro. I went, bro, I just came. I just came from the cemetery. And it was a fucking family reunion out there. And I'm telling you, like, as much as it hurts to be in a situation where you know they're supposed to be, to be in a place where you can feel they present, as much as it hurts to know that they're, in a way, there with you. That shit is also church, man. Like that shit feels amazing. Like I get a piece. I got a piece. I got a piece of him today. Pause. Like, and that shit. I don't know, man. Like, there is. It's bittersweet, but that sweet is sweet as fuck. Is it? As fuck. I think I love those people. That's the thing. Like I didn't just like to me distancing myself from the people that mean his presence. Is as if to say, I was only here for him. And I can't do I can't do that the way that you can't move on. I have to interact with them as if they're my family because they're my family. That's the half empty, half full mindset though. Is how it comes off for real because it's it's difficult to have conversations with with my dog's sister because she looked just like that nigga. And she she a text me or FaceTime me or something and that should be hurting my soul because I got memories with all three of us I got memories with all three of us and, and the rest of our homies growing up like around around the Jets but it fucks me up when I gotta look her in her face and I can't see anything but him it's and hard you can't say that to her and I can't because that's that to pain her. too yeah it's oof that and, shit is tough and then it's like I can't be honest with her like I don't want her to tell me she's okay and I know she's not okay yeah it's like, like you, I know she's not, bro. You lost you, more than me. How, you, how can you be okay with this, like? And why can't you ask her? Because why can't you allow her? Why do you expect that she doesn't that she doesn't know that she has the space to tell you that she hurting? I think that's on you. No, because I know how she is. So and it's gonna it's gonna be like drunk vibes for her, like. She trying to, she's, uh, heal her wounds with alcohol. And I, I can't. Like, only way I was around his mom was when he was there. 
only way. And then um, the first time I ever seen his dad, his dad did a bit for like 22 years. So my first, he, he knew me before he went in. I had no idea who he was, but um, for his little um, gathering, um, that's his first time seeing me since he got out. And he remembered me. And I have no idea who he was, but his dad, because he looked just like him. Only way, only reason I know, I heard stories about this man, but first time seeing him was there, and he looked just like his son. It's so crazy. So it's like, I I can't be around them, bro. I can't. Because it hurt too bad. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's I it's You got to put yourself in a mindset to start thinking, like, will the bliss that comes from the pain feel better? And you're telling us that it does from your perspective. That's not what I'm telling you at all. Because, yeah, I was about to say, because we don't know. So it's hard for me to go and look at my dog's sisters and, and brothers and mom, aunts, uncles, whatever. All of these people that look like him, that, hell, some of them walk like he used to. And think to myself how bad this shit stings. But, bro, y'all lost more than I did. Nigga. And this shit hurt. Listen to me, bro. I'm not here to tell you that the pros outweigh the cons, man. Like, I hate to say it, that I'm one of those people that's, that is identified by their trauma. But fam, grief is a big part of my life, as y'all know. Like, it's a huge part of my life. And that shit is pain, bro. It's the worst pain that I've ever felt. But I feel I have a responsibility to these people that I love because me disappearing, it's like them losing two niggas. It's like them losing two niggas and only one of them ain't here no more. It's some people over there, bro, like I, like I just told y'all. Smitty didn't have nobody else to talk to. Everybody else swallowed their pain like y'all. Mm-hmm. That nigga needed to get some shit out. And I'm not saying that it had to be me, but I'm glad that somebody was there for it. Because that's the type of shit that turned into what these niggas did. Facts. This the type, this grief shit that people are burying, it's the type of shit that make you implode, bro. It's the type of shit that eat away at you. And when you get to express, even if it's just love, even if ain't nobody getting off no sad shit, like, oh, you remember the time that, even if ain't nobody crying, bro, just the connection of, we all love and miss that nigga. Like, that shit is so valuable to your heart, to your soul. It's just, it's something you you feeding a positive light in yourself. And as much as that shit hurts, like, trust me. Sarah, every time we around these little brother Mason, Sarah cries just seeing him. And we leave, and literally, I'm not joking, every single time we leave or he leaves our presence, she says... I just can't with how much he is D'Anthony. I just cannot deal with how much he is him. Look like him, talk like him, act like him. Everything is him. And I'm like, I know. I know. But like, would you rather never see him again? Like to me, nah. To me, I have to also be there for him because like y'all said, as much as I'm hurting, I can't imagine what this nigga is going through and how much it would help us both if we got to chill and like, do that shit together. 
you asked a question that make me want to think. Like, and I, I think this is my grief talking. You asked me, do you just never want to see them again? Um, to avoid what I think will happen, I would rather not see his mom again. Just to avoid what I think will happen. Um, I'm okay with going the rest of my life without seeing him. And then, also, do you do you do you feel the gravity of what you're saying though? Yeah, yeah. It's, that sounds so crazy. It's but, not even that it sounds crazy. It's just the gravity of what you're saying. Like the reality of what you're saying is like this person that I'm assuming you love, right? Yeah. And that you know y'all share like a mutual love for this person and how yeah. bad she's hurting. But it's for me it's weird because it's like I can't even enjoy being around her no more. He's not here. Like. Bro, it's so, like, it's depressing to see her. It's like, it won't, bro, when I was there, bro, I, could, I couldn't stop crying without looking at her. I just couldn't. Like, he's my age, and, like, you buried your son at 22? That shit is wild. And it's like, I, bro, I'm going to forever think about that every time I see her. Like, there's no moving on for me. And every time I was, there's, I can't imagine good times with her. I can't. So it's like. It's heavy, dog. We're only going to share this sad-ass moment. That's all we're ever going to share. Because I know I'm stubborn, and I, I can't get past that. Like, there's nothing she can do. Like So there's nothing. What you're saying is there's literally no other reason that I'm here other than to put us both through pain, just to have it That's together. what it feels like. Like It's just, for me, and for her, it may be good to see family, but it don't feel good for me. Cause you know why you're there. Yeah, it's like that's that does not feel good to me no. at all. Yeah, and I hoped. See, no, because I don't want to say I even hope to move past that. I don't think it's still it's, family. I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's as cut and dry as you make it though. Like the fact that it's impossible to enjoy her presence. Like I just don't. I don't see how you can make that claim. Like. I talked to you the day that you went over there. And you said it was it was good being over there. And the same for that little get together that you put on Instagram. Like, y'all was enjoying yourselves, bro. And obviously there's an undertone of damn, I miss my cousin, bro. Like I miss my dog. Like, of course there is that. The only reason that I'm here, like the main reason that I'm here, the thing that we are all thinking about right now, but at the same time, like, you kicking it with family too. Like, there is positivity to be had. And like you said, like, if you could be giving somebody, if you could be giving somebody therapy, bro. Who are you? To me, that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know I'm also aware there's like an inner battle that I feel that's going to come because I don't want her to think. Well, I feel like I ain't going to say I don't want her to think. I feel like already because I avoided her that she probably feel like. I don't care anymore. Like, I moved on. And I don't want to have to explain that to her that, like, I think about this nigga every day. Do you think that shows survivor's remorse, though? Like, do you feel guilty you being the same age as him going around her and you know your mom ain't worrying about burying her son? No, I feel guilty because the way I handled it. Like, the way I handled my pain was to push her away. And all she wanted to do was just be around just me. Be around and it's like, I'm sorry I was in a selfish way. 
And I know that probably came up to you is like, I don't care about you. Like, this was just in the moment. I gave my condolences and that was it. Right. And I don't, it's nothing like that at all. Like, I just can't stomach to see your face, like, in a grieving way. Mm-hmm. And is that, I, I don't think she'll understand that. I think it's fucked up that you expect us to understand it, but not her. I ain't never lost a kid. I ain't never dealt with the no. feelings that she done dealt with. Right. But I don't want her to think I don't care. Like, but, but you have the you are comfortable explaining that to me, but not the person who lost their kid. Um, so like he was saying, you could you could legit be giving your family therapy by giving her what you've given us right now. What's keeping you from opening up to her in this way? Because sir? y'all give yeah, because y'all's opinion on this wouldn't matter to me because y'all didn't lose the son, like. I feel like what her opinion would be, if it's good or bad, would be like concrete. Like, damn, you don't care. It's like, how do I prove it? Like, she got all the signs to her that I really don't give a fuck. I've been avoiding her. I ain't called a checkup on her. None of that. So it's like, whatever she thinks matters most. So that's why I don't think I can explain that to her. So. It's crazy, man, because... The person that I've always known you to be is this nigga who doesn't do feelings, right? <laughs> I'm full of it. I'm no, look, 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 no, no, look, 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 real talk, real talk. This nigga who doesn't do feelings, like you just don't do feelings. You've told me multiple times that some emotions just aren't even real and that like every other emotion that is real, you can control it. Yeah, for yeah. like niggas who don't know Spaz, he like hates his daughter and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like everything that makes people genuinely happy, he don't care about. Like, but you know, we fucking with you. I think what I'm learning today is that you're just controlled by fear, man. You are you are afraid of certain outcomes, and there is nothing that could convince you to face them. Like you are just straight scared, bro. Is there another example you have that that like solidified that for you? Not one that we should probably touch on this podcast, but so text me that because I want to know. <laughs> I really want to know that. But it might um, have to do with you know moms or something. You feel me? Like you have a fear of like addressing certain emotions in you. You have a fear of what the outcome would be if your emotions were known by everyone. Can I ask you, like, a genuine question, though? Like, why do you possess that fear? Because I think for, like, most niggas, it's because they don't have what the three of us have, which is a safe space to share your feelings, whether you're going to be embraced or clowned for it. A lot of men don't have that Um, shit. But you do, and you still refrain from doing it. I tell myself this all the time. I don't care what people think. But... This topic is different because she's the closest to the person we lost my cousin. She's the closest person possible. So her opinion is truly like God's. Like, it's really the only one that matters to me when it comes to this situation because that's his mom like. So it's like, I'm not, I want to say this, but I know it's wrong. What I'm about to say, I know is wrong. She can do no wrong with whatever opinion she gives me. 
So she can think I'm the just the most grimiest nigga ever. And because of how close she is to the situation. Just, like, the, per- just the person she is. Just the like, position she holds. Whatever she say is right. Yeah. And knowing I can't change that, I will only have to persuade her either I'm a good person or not. Like, she either understands or she don't. Because that's... I just rather not deal with it. Like, her being his dukes give her that much dominion. That much. It. Like, gotcha. So... That's that's probably where the fear come from. But um, do like aside from everything that's been said, do you like feel one day you may address that shit? Like at some point in time in your life, I don't even you, think I'm close. No, you don't got to be close. Do you think it's possible though? On accident. Mm. On accident. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, we cross paths. But the two of you crossing paths doesn't mean that the difficult conversation is going to be had. Like, but, I, I avoid difficult conversations with my nigga's family every time. Bro, I just, not too long ago, seen, I'm not going to say his real name, Chicken P. I just saw his sister not too long ago, and I hugged her, I kissed her on the cheek, and I squeezed. I held her as tight as I could, but, like, we in the middle of Chipotle type shit, so I ain't trying to make it super weird. But I'm like, I haven't seen you since we lost who we lost, and we never talked about that shit. And I used to walk in your mom's house and open the refrigerator. So, like, I, how, how does that happen? Because I um, avoided the same conversation. Because this, I'm basing it with that answer just off our past. Whenever we seen each other, we about to see each other for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, gotcha. no matter what. Gotcha. There is alcohol involved. We, we're we chilling for the rest of the night. Police getting called. Break up a family fight. <laughs> every single time. I kid you not. That's love, no matter bro. whose house is at. Like, no matter what. So, that time is going to come. And the only way I see it happening is probably one of my siblings tell me to pull up. That's, that's she normally just it. there? Yep. All right. That's normally how it happens. So. But do you think she the type of person that would bring this up? Or would you have to bring it up to her? Like you mm. just, No, I have to bring it up. Got you. So it's something, I, it's something that could be harbored regardless. Yeah. So she's going to just be in the moment of seeing me. Gotcha. Like, that brings her joy because she knows I don't be fucking with this your, events. This your aunt? This is my cousin. Your like, cousin. Gotcha. My mom practically raised her. Got like, you. That close. So, so yeah, it's like, she's just one of the people who's just happy to see me, like, no matter what. No matter, <laughs> I can see her five days in a week. On that sixth day, she act like she'll never see me before. Because it's just how she act. And then, she a Pittsburgh fan. She always, we always, she always want to catch a game together when we play each other. It's like. Damn, man, I hope I convince you how much you're taking from her. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, right now is when she needs that shit the most. And I understand you protecting yourself, man, but at what cost? Like, that's I, fucked it's up. It's to the point, like, I try to make myself busy. Like, just so I can say I don't have the time to do it. But, like, again, who are you to keep that from her? Like, you, you genuinely... You Professor X, nigga. You got all the power in the world to help this woman heal, possibly... And you choosing not to. Or at least just give her a moment. Or at least give her a moment. You can give her a moment. But 
No, we ain't gotta dwell on we ain't gotta dwell on your your uh, your decision making, man. You a grown ass man. You gonna do you gonna do what you do, but it's just very important to me to let people like y'all, especially black men like y'all and like my man's, and like a couple of the people that I know that that grieve slowly and quietly, that there's people around you that are willing to grieve with you and willing to allow you to grieve however it is that you need to grieve like you are surrounded by multiple people that you have all the space you just got to take it and however it is that you deal with it however it is that you feel you're allowed that like you are absolutely allowed to feel everything that you feel and be the same men that you were before. And then, that's what am I thinking. So, I grieve differently. So, my I feel like my grieving is like my joy. Because I grieve with music. So, I listen to artists slash songs that remind me of him. And all it does is just make me want to restart it. Like, this is my shit. And then, it makes me think, like, I can give people space when they need it. But is it a bad thing to give people too much space and time? Sure. But there's... It's possible to give someone too much or too little anything that's good. Like, it's important for you to know how much space someone might need. And the only way to do that is to have the space to have a conversation about what you need emotionally from someone and what they need from you. It's been almost a year, right? Oh, yeah. So now she's actually going out of her way to make the effort. And you are purposely giving her too much space. So, like that shit is so fucking tough. That shit is tough, bro. I I, I Uh, agree, bro. Somebody just asked me, it's literally in like two, three weeks maybe, they wanted me to pull up at, you know, a kickback event for Squirrel and just come and be around everybody. And I'm like, why do you want me to come and look at these versions of him? Like, even even yourself. You, as his niece, his sister, his brother, his sister is like, bro, and all of them look alike. It puts me in a, a fucked up position mentally because I know how I feel about it. But then I start to think, what would people think with me being this close to this person and not showing my face? It's for me. I'm so selfish, man. I'm just so selfish. Like... You knowing that is important, though. Because I'm so okay with only thinking about myself. Like, if I think about myself... You're not in denial about it. It's like, I'm more comfortable. Like, not having to worry about someone else's feelings is easy. And that's I think that's why I, I do it. Because it's like... That's a pretty direct lack of empathy. Like, when you're able to act based on how it affects you alone. That is a pretty severe lack of empathy. And it's typically, like, I don't know the exact terms, but it's typically, like, within the diagnosis of a (laughs) shitbag. Typically. I showed y'all have empathy a long time ago. I don't feel, I feel like what you just said is literally the textbook definition of lacking empathy. You're like, I like making decisions based on how I feel. But I'm strictly talking about this, though. All right. So it's like, it's so tough because 
especially when you don't talk to him, I assume everything. Like, I'm putting all these bad thoughts in my head of what she probably think of me. And all she probably wants is just a phone call. So, something so simple. So, and then when I think of it, it could be so simple. I think, like, but maybe it's really not. And it makes me not want to do it. Like, it's been times I set up a day and everything just spent, spent her. It's like... It's funny, man, because it is genuinely that simple. It is genuinely that simple. Man, one of the most difficult things for me was telling someone that I love dearly that seeing them hurts. Like, that's something that I have actually done. Like, I told someone that I love dearly that being around them, and I'm around them regularly, and I had to tell them, like, being around you is one of the hardest things to do. Like, I love being around you, but being here is pain. Now, what if that makes them feel like they don't want to be around you because they don't want to cause you pain? It's not a possibility. Like, it's not, it, it's not a possibility. Like, the way that you think, like, your pessimistic reaction to other people's grief, you got to allow them to tell you how they grieve. Because that's not how that person grieved. That person is just glad to see me. That person is feeling the exact same thing, just on a higher level. And it's therapeutic to them. And they know. They are aware. They feel the same thing. Seeing me is seeing him. It's the same pain. But we get a lot out of it. And one of those things is not running from like how this meeting might go. Only around forever. Hey, you gonna you gonna do exactly what you think is best, man. And but that's the thing, I'm not. You don't think it's best. No. You just you think, think it's best it's, for you though. You think it's convenient no. for you. Comfortable for me. Right. Not best for me. Comfortable just strictly comfort. But you have to be saying that comfortable being comfortable is preferable. Is what you prefer. Yes. Like it is the best outcome for you. Yes, but yeah. sometimes I don't... No. I don't always want the best for myself. Sure. I just want what's comfortable for me. But that's the best thing that you could get. You would do something else if you thought that it was the better thing for you to do. No. Like, you're picking the option oh, that I'm... is most enticing to you. It is the best option for you. It, whatever that means. Like, it is the most preferable option. It's the best right option now. on the table for the decision that you're making right now. Every time. But it's not like I want her to understand how I feel. But you want that less than you want comfort. Or else you would do something different. I'm telling you, man, like this is the way that we're wired. Like if you think it's best to go take a piss, you're going to go take a fucking piss. Like it might not be the most convenient, but that's not what you're thinking about at the time. Like these things change in ranking. The thing that doesn't change is what you decide to do. You decide to do it because it is the thing that is most enticing to you. It is the thing that so, matters to you right. most in decision making. So doing something that... The mic has no idea what you're saying. So doing something that I don't want to do, but what is best for me would make me what? Selfish. I think what you're saying, I think what you're saying, like when you say best, you're talking about like the 
outcome has the greatest chance of growth. Yes. That is not what best means mm-hmm. in my when I'm saying That's best, what I think, it sounds okay. like you're choosing the most convenient thing rather than the best thing. You're choosing to hurt in private because it's comfortable in your mind rather than to grieve with somebody who's feeling the same thing you're feeling while it's amplified for them. That would be the best to address the trauma that has brought you. Like, you you saying this out of grievance only? Bro, that's trauma too. Only playing with the Eagles and listening to Rod Wave. Like, that. that's still a form of trauma. You just choosing not to address it and calling it something else. So, it's the most convenient thing for you because it's comfortable, but it's not the best thing for all parties involved. And when we think of the best possible outcome, we're thinking of it for everybody involved. Now, the way that I was using best is when I'm saying, like, like the thing, the thing that matters most. Like, best possible outcome is subjective. Would you agree? Yes. Like, some people don't give a fuck that it's healthy. Right. The best possible outcome is the one that's most convenient. Some people don't give a fuck that it's convenient. The best possible outcome is the healthy thing. Right. Like, best to me is the subjective what you decide. And every time you decide to do something, that was the best decision in your head or else you would have done something else. If you cared more about convenience, you would do the convenient thing. If you cared more about health, you would do the healthy thing. What's fucking me up right now is that somewhere... Some place, it's a nigga that's the exact opposite of him, who's just going around <laughs> addressing grief selfishly, but they don't care to. They just accidentally doing that shit on purpose. Like, it's niggas doing exactly what you're saying you can't do, but that's just in their nature. And you know you wrong for not doing it. But you, <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. It's... But it goes back to my thoughts, though, of what I think she thinks of me. But that's the reality that you created in your mind. Yeah, that's I know not that. The, that's not, that's this, not the actual reality, though. What's amazing to me about this, and I don't mean to make light of it, it is just a fascinating way that our brains kind of see what they need to see for themselves, like to keep the mm-hmm. machine moving. Guilt is a stage of grief. And here you are guilty. But I put this guilt... I, I put this on myself because I gave her too much time. Guilt is always self-inflicted. Did you know yeah, that? I was about to say... Guilt is always self-inflicted. This is literally grief, dog. And I'm not saying that... Oh, you're working through never feeling bad about Nuke not being here. That's not at all RIP. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this is the process that you are afraid to deal with. This is it. You're dealing with two two like partial parts of grievance at the same time. You're in denial and you're also feeling guilt. Like what do you grief. think I'm in denial about? You're you saying that you chose the best thing which you know it's not like no. it's, it's I said it's the most comfortable for the me. most comfortable thing which it is is what you may think because it's selfish how yeah how do you know that the most comfortable thing might not be realigning yourself with your cousin 
like and dealing with that together because of what I think it will bring and if it's what I think it will bring it wouldn't be comfortable for me and I feel like that's the part of you that's in denial because you keep creating a scenario in your head and you don't know the actual outcome of it I know if if I slap Savon he gonna try to slap me back if he don't that's more shocking than anything else like that's something is when people say I know one thing for sure or two things for certain they actually know you don't know. You've created the scenario in your mind that you do, and that's keeping you from something that might be helping everybody. I just hate that there is no, no clear answer. That and then no end time on Greek. Yeah, bro, you hate that shit. You hate it, my no. nigga. My nigga, I am. I'm wrapped in it, bro. I'm wrapped in it. I got these tattoos and shit. I got... I got people that I, I have to see. Like, I am therapy to people. Like, the fact that... The fact that... How long ago was 2018? Four years. Four The fact that four years ago... We was all going through a heavy style. Like... Like, crying every day. Every day. Every fucking day. Maybe every hour. Every time you have a thought. Every time you see something. Crying every day. And we all going through it, right? The fact that four years ago, and still to this day, I can see somebody give them a hug and they not let me go. Like, they really grip tight, tight. Like, one of them grips where you like, oh, shit. And you hear the sniffling and you hear, thank you. It's like... You telling me this shit don't end? Yeah. I thought we would be good, bro. Like, obviously, initially, I thought that the world was over. Like, I thought that the world ended. And realizing that it didn't, just like you said, bro, you really hit the nail on the fucking head. One of the most difficult things for me to accept was the fact that when I'm on the highway, these people fine. These people fine. They're not about to cry. On the way home. Life goes on. They good. And the people who... I go back to work after two weeks of not being there. And they signed a card and shit. Much appreciated. Don't get me wrong. I think that should be so much, appre- much appreciated. But... They're asking me for two weeks. Oh, how are you? Oh, I was thinking of you. That shit get the end for them. Yeah. In a month, I'm just Savon. Yeah. And I'm... I'm still crying out my death sometimes. Yeah, right away you said it, man. After every funeral, life goes on. That's it. Like, life just goes on. It does. That shit is pain. Right. You, you realizing that grief don't end, that's just your new reality, fam. And then, that's really just your new reality. I'm still afraid to go to sleep on certain nights of the week because that's usually when I, like, wake up to my homie's death. I always woke up to it. Like, I was never awake. And somebody was like, oh, man, this is what just happened. Like, I, I woke up to every death. Every every single death I woke up to. Like, it was news hit my phone. A nigga blowing me up like, hey, bro, this just happened. You need to. And I'm like, huh? like, I'm still wiping the sleep out my eye. I'd be afraid to go to sleep on certain nights of the week. I find peace on Wednesday. Other niggas not thinking like that, bro. Other people don't, f- or not other people don't feel that way. 
I don't know too many people in my life that I work with, that I speak to on a day-to-day that feel the same way that the three of us feel. You would be surprised. They're not talking about it. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's literally what it is, bro. Like, a lot of people genuinely don't feel that they have this space. And I completely understand. When I bring up my brother, like, people tiptoe around suicide around me. People tiptoe around my brothers around me. And I don't fuck with that. And that's a personal preference. Like, I love keeping them niggas' name alive. Like, they was two of the dopest niggas that I've ever come across. That, in my opinion, anyone's ever come across. So, keep their names alive. And I also don't want to hide from the reality. Like, them niggas not here no more, but their effect absolutely is. I'm going to keep them niggas alive as long as I'm here. Some people, and don't get me wrong, when I bring them up, when it is like a situation where they are talked about, I definitely feel responsible for bringing the mood down. Like, absolutely. But at the same time, like, at least the people in this conversation, they either have something similar that they deal with and could possibly connect with it, or at least they get to lead this conversation and not be dealing with that shit no more. Like, at least they get to be mad at me a little sad today, and they don't have a D'Anthony tattooed on them. See, I just wish, like, this topic wasn't a burden. It doesn't have to be. Like, I just feel like whenever you have it, it's a burden, like, that never gets lifted. Do you mean to you or to the person you talk to? Um, probably the person I talk to. I said that because it's never, it's never good vibes. When I say good vibes, it's never, let's go, like, smiles and shit. It's like, damn, like. Well, that's because someone died. Like. But, I I don't want it to feel like a sad so another sad song though. That uh, that's what I don't want it to feel like. So I just rather not talk about it. Does it have to every time? Like when I bring up my brothers, most of the time it's because them niggas was dope as fuck. Like like most of the time I'm talking about some hilarious or amazing shit that happened. One of my best memories with them. And when it's not, it's to me when I need a moment or I feel like somebody else needs a moment to know like you not you not dealing with that dolo. Right. Either it can be good, bro. Like, like it's not too often that I'm bringing them up in a bad light. Like, your man's was probably bright as fuck. He was probably a light to at least some people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was a light to you. You can bring up, you can share that shit with people, bro. Especially like, oh, no, nah, my cousin loved the Eagles. Why does that have to be sad? Um, Because he, he can't speak for himself now. It's like. That's sad to you, though. Yeah. That's something that you... It doesn't matter whether you bring it up or not. You so, know that. Regardless yeah. of whether you bring it up so, or not. You feeling that regardless. Yeah. that's. I like, don't think it does... It doesn't have to be hidden. And I think that's what I mean when I say it's important to me to let y'all and everyone know that you don't have to hide how you feel or who someone was. Because, like, first off, the world is more accepting of your grief than you probably think and when they're not fuck them right and i genuinely mean that like if you can't deal with somebody talking about their depression if you can't deal with somebody talking about their own struggles in life then fuck you because do you feel some of that is our foundation 
You feel that even though that's all they talk about? I think just like anything else, if it's all you talk about, then there's probably something that you're dealing with that you you need to be, yeah, that you need to be uh, addressing. But, like, to tell someone that they shouldn't or can't or make it feel as if they can't, like, man. Yeah, and that's so tough because it's like, you really have to do something you don't want to do and, like, you got to learn how to live life without these people you talk to on a daily basis. Like, it's, that's, that's, that's what don't sit right with me. Like, you really got to unlearn being around certain people now. Like, <laughs> with my cousin, like, on the, when I was on Instagram, like, he always used to send me business ideas, like, oh, what you think about this? Or he'll comment on where I'm at, like, oh, you got to take me next time, shit like that, the hunting, and he used to comment on everything. Bro, we used to talk all the time. And again, one of my last few words to him was, I love you, be safe, bro. I swear to God. Sort of on, on my Instagram right now. Then delete the thread. And it's like, I'll never get another DM from him again. He'll never comment on my shit again. And that's why uh, I called y'all the other day. Um, I, I ain't get to tell y'all, but, uh, but no, I genuinely appreciate y'all i didn't realize how much i needed this relationship until uh until i had this relationship with y'all um the two niggas that i lost were my daily niggas like the way that i hit y'all up like i would hit them up seeing them meant seeing me until we got grown and moved out on our own and uh the hardest day of my life still to this day the hardest I've ever cried was two days after D died. He died after MJ. Uh, two days after D died, I was sitting on my bed with my wife and it hit me that the last conversation, like the ones that I had with my brothers, had been had. Like the last conversation that only they could have with me it had passed. I would never do that again. I would never have a conversation like that again. And that was real tough. Like you're saying, like, to know that he'll never hit you with a DM. Bro, any conversation I ever had with them niggas could have been, like, if that was a transcript, that's a great tweet. <laughs> like, a book of the realest shit that you would ever hear. The funniest shit that you would, similar to ours. But, like, the last of that type of conversation died two days before that. And that's a really tough thing for me to accept. So, when your sister linked me with you, I didn't realize it then, but I really needed this shit. Because I don't know where I would have been without being able to have something similar to that. And that's tough. See, it's tough. I think that's tough for you because it's like, how can you redo this again, knowing another sad song is coming at some point? Like, how are you so open to that? Because it's different. Why? I grew up with them niggas. But that, that's not what I'm saying. Like, so there's going to be a day we can't just have this three-way conversation again. Like, why are you open to that happening again? Because I have it. 
like, like, listen, the conversation that we had about work-life balance, you remember that? Yeah. Imagine if your idea of money was the same as your idea of connections with people. Like, imagine if someone told you that, like, you can get all the money in the world, but one day you're going to die, and none of that money is going to matter. Does that mean you're not about to get money? Great point. Absolutely not. Right, great point. I'm about to have these connections and these relationships because, and this is what grief taught me, the best thing, the only good thing that I can think of to come out of my brother's passing is that I am well aware of what is most important to me now. As much of the other things that I thought I wanted before I lost people close to me, I am sure, I am positive. A lot of people don't know what they want in life. A lot of people don't know exactly what it is that they're chasing. I know exactly what I'm chasing. I'm chasing memories with people that I love. And that is it. Because that's the one thing that when I didn't have it anymore, it broke me. It broke me to not be able to make new memories with people that I love. I will make sure to fill my life with as many of those as I can. Do you think that causes more grief in the end? Sure. But it also causes more of the most valuable thing in my life. It guarantees me that. I don't know that I will grieve y'all. You know what I mean? Anything can happen, bro. Right. Like, God forbid, anything can happen. Y'all might grieve me, you feel me? Nigga, Mm -hmm. you better grieve me, because if it's a purgatory on God, if you don't, (laughs) it's going to be on and popping. No, no, what I'm I'm saying is, I don't know that I'm going to outlive anybody. But I know, I can guarantee that while I'm here, while I'm here, I'm getting every new memory that I can fit into this brain, bro. Every new memory, every every interaction with the people that I love, I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take full advantage because that's the one regret that I have ever faced before in my life. Like all of the things that you thought, man, what if I didn't have this? Mm-hmm. And then you go without it and you're like, well this isn't life. Like this isn't this isn't the value of life. But I lost the opportunity to make new memories with somebody that I loved deeply. And I knew right then, this is what matters to me the most. This is what I'll chase. I will die chasing this. If someone told me like, bro, you either got to never do this again or not make money today at work. Oh, bro, I want you to know every single time I'm going to pick my family. Like, I'm going to make a new memory today. Like, I only work so that I could make new memory. I only do anything for the opportunity to make another memory tomorrow. I think that's a great way to end it. Right there. I just no, I want to say something because I don't... I know the value of you guys in my life, but I feel like I only know the value because I talk to y'all daily. I don't ever think about when I'm not able to talk to y'all. Like, I don't ever think about yeah. that. Like, I just can't picture that's my great. life without a group chat with y'all two niggas in it. That's, I don't know what it's like. And like you I, I don't remember before the same I, I swear to God, and I just don't remember car- it. I yeah. truly don't. I don't know the year we talked. Yeah, that. Like, I truly don't. I feel like this was forever. Like, since I, this is all wow. I know, I feel like. I so, don't remember a time where I didn't have y'all in It's my like, life. yeah, like, I, I don't know. Crazy. I know how valuable it is, but I don't know the cap on it. And I hope that I never figure it out. I hope you do too, bro. 
I hope like, right. I hope I never figure out the cap on I hope you're right. Because that shit, that shit crushed but, me. It, def- it, bro, it take a lot out of you. I ain't going to lie to you, man. You lose. Right. I lost I lost a lot of hope that day. The day right. that I discovered that that shit was over, I lost a lot of hope that day. The world was dark. The world right. was dark. But also a testament to the fact that this shit ain't never really over until you're not here no more. There aren't fewer people that you can connect with. You just got to be open to it. Like, I'll never have that relationship again. And, again, God forbid, but when our group chat is over, that doesn't mean that there will never be another group chat again. It just means that that piece, that piece is over. Like, that piece ended. This thing that you enjoyed a lot, it ended. Like, I'm not ever, I'm not going to say that I'm never going to see another movie. Because one was over, and I'm like, damn, that was a great movie. Like, fuck, I'm never going to see another movie, because this good one ended. I can't do that again. Like, nah, man, good things end. Good things begin. Like, you just got to know what it is that you're chasing. And run after that shit till you die. You literally have to find what it is that makes life worth living, and chase that shit till you fucking die. And that's what I'm on, absolutely. R.I.P. my niggas, man. That's fire, man. That's fire.